Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Sincerely Your Mental Health. I realized in my last episode, okay, I just want to start by saying this. I made an investment in these Rode microphones because, one, I'm really into technology and I like shit like that. I like learning how to use new things and, like, I just really, I've always enjoyed photography, like, videography, all that stuff. Um, and I just really like technology. So, like, when I saw the microphones, I've always wanted to get Rode, a Rode microphone and I really was going to get the bigger one. But then I was like, these are fucking cool. Anyways, decided to get the ones that come with two mics. I thought in the future that was a smart investment. And when I tell you, since the day I bought these microphones, it's been nothing but just like, <sighs> I'm learning, okay? Um, so right now my problem is that one of them doesn't work. So I've just been using one microphone. I've been on the hunt to get like this adapter. Well, one, I just keep forgetting to get the adapter. And then today I tried to go get it and it didn't work out for me. And I had like a mental breakdown, but it's like, it's Easter Santa. Like, let's be real. Nothing's going to be open, but like, it's totally fine. Um, but I realized that the last episode I recorded, I did, I do it on my phone and I plug in the microphone in my phone, but it was recording through my AirPods. And for me to explain why that was happening, is just going to be too much. But like, I think now the microphone should be working. So this should be like better quality because I listened to my last podcast and I honestly, I'm going to be so honest. I didn't like it. I didn't like the level of volume. I didn't, I just didn't like it. it and I'm hard on myself. So I know I'm not going to like everything that I put out, but like, I just wasn't a fan. So hopefully this sounds better. And now that I'm done yapping, welcome back. This is a surprise episode. Um, I'm going to be honest. I feel like this is just what I need today. It's Easter. It's the 17th of the month. And if you don't listen to anything I say, um, then you don't know this. But 17 is like my very special number. It's definitely 1117 is like definitely my angel number. I see it everywhere. But 17 is a very significant number in my life. So like I've definitely felt a little crazy today. Um, I've been trying to like keep myself busy. But I realized that exactly what I need is to like just stop. And relax and process my thoughts that I'm feeling um and one word that I'm feeling today is a little sad I always miss my family on holidays um even though it's like my fourth year here um spending you know certain holidays by myself still get kind of hard because I really do miss my family a fuck ton so today is just a little weird I'm trying to just like kind of like go with the flow and allow myself to just be um, but I had a really good conversation this morning with a really good friend. So crazy. Okay. Jazz, I know you're listening because you always listen and you're the fucking, you're amazing. Um, I literally, like, I, I say something like this and I think that people think I'm like crazy, but it's genuinely true. I woke up this morning and I was feeling very anxious. Um, and something like that, I, I if I wake up anxious, it's very hard for me to eat breakfast. Um, but instead of like completely skipping breakfast today, I was like, okay, like what can you put into your stomach? And the answer usually nine times out of 10 for me when I'm anxious and I need to eat something is Dunkin' Donuts hash browns. I don't know why, but when I have like an anxious stomach and I don't want to eat, those are like super easy for me to eat. If I can't eat those in the morning, I'm a wreck. Know that. Um, so I went this morning, got coffee, got hash browns, came back home. And literally as I was driving, I knew I needed to kind of like talk with someone uh, and I remember just like in my head, I'm like, I should call jazz. Like, I really want to talk to jazz, but I, I will get in my head where it's like, uh, especially like today was a holiday and I'm like, no, like everyone's with their families. And I think that's what like triggers me. Um, even though, yes, I miss my family. I think what really is hard is knowing that like everyone, um, you know, you see everyone with their families and kind of celebrating the center third, 
Um, and then I'm kind of just like here, you know, I'm not surrounded by my family. So that definitely is, is very hard, very triggering. So I feel like in the moment I'm like, okay, I want to talk, I want to call this person because I really need someone to talk to you. But like at the same time, like, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be a burden. Like it's a holiday. When I tell you, I literally got home and she called me. I answered the phone and I'm just like in like literal shock. And I feel like it's every time she calls me and I'm like that because there'll literally be moments like that day I'll be like, I want to call Jazz or I have I want to talk to Jazz or I have to like and I'll a lot of times it's like I just forget because like I'll have the thought and then I get so busy and caught up in my day. Uh but she always calls. Like I swear I'll be thinking about her the day and she always calls. Like I swear there's just some people that God knows that you needed um in your life and Jazz has just always been such a light in my life, even if we've had, like, you know, periods of, you know, separation, and even just moving here, kind of just, it's one of those people that, like, I definitely have people in my life who I can watch and love from afar as they're growing and healing and understanding that people are not always going to be, like, right there with you um, as they're, because they're going through their life, and just having that healthy, like, space and just loving people from afar, but, like, you come back together with people you're supposed to, Um, so even after moving and having, you know, separation after being so close to each other for a while, um, our friendship just always feels comfortable. It always feels safe. And it always, like, she's just such a light in my life. So I'm so incredibly grateful for that because I never had to explain myself to this person. I never had to explain, um, you know, why I, I'm not reaching out or why, you know, I'm, you know, you might not have heard from me or just anything. Like it never, it doesn't, it's not hard to be her friend, which is like, amazing because I feel like I'm that kind of person too where I'm so understanding where it's like I don't hear from someone for a month I don't think they hate me I'm just like you know people are really going through it like everyone is going through the ropes of life so like I'm just really grateful for the people from back home that are still such a big part of my life um that you know make me feel like I'm at home and she's one person where I'm just like so refreshing every time like so refreshing and just hearing things that I need to hear and that was one of the reasons why I was like I'm gonna sit down and record today uh, even though I, I didn't have the plan of it because I was starting to feel like I need to like get on like a schedule or putting out more content and just feeling like this pressure um but then after like having conversation this morning I feel like I don't need to change anything about myself um I don't need to change anything about the way that I create content to be more I guess fitting for you know society like I think I know, I know, I get hard on myself because I talked about it with her this morning where I, like, you guys want to know what I look like right now? I want you to know. I'm wearing a sweater, some sweatpants. I'm laying on the floor of my closet with a pillow with my fucking feet kicked up against my wall just laying down here in my closet. Like, this is my comfort. Like, this is where I feel comfortable. This is where I record all my podcasts. I don't have a fancy setup. I don't, I don't have any of that stuff because I, one thing that I always learned while growing up was just, you know, if you really want to do something, you'll just make it happen with what you have, you know? Um, so there are definitely some times where I invest in certain things and a lot of times I'll feel guilty about it because I never do stuff for myself. Um, but if I do, it just really genuinely is something that I know is going to benefit me in the long run and that I not necessarily need, but I want it and it's going to help me. And it's something that like, I'm really passionate about. So like, like my microphones, cause there's no fucking way I would just go to the store and buy some random shit. Like, you know, like that, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like sometimes I'll get insecure because you see, you know, you go on on Instagram or you go on TikTok and you see all these people who are just, it's so aesthetically pleasing. It's so like, I want you to know right now, I have clothes on the floor, not on hangers. Like in my my closet's a hot ass mess right now. Like it needs organization. It needs fucking, it needs work. Okay. But it happens. 
and that's normal like it's not you it, you're not going to be everything you see on the internet you're not going to be completely like it's there's no image or no like rules to follow when it comes to being a content creator when it comes to just being you in general and sometimes I feel that pressure of the internet gets to me because it's like so many people want to do what what you're doing um so many people you know when it comes to so many people are doing TikTok and so many people are creating certain things and you feel like there's this standard that you have to kind of meet to be good enough and that's not the case like it's not the case and just having being able to reassure myself of that is super important and that's what I'm just practicing and you know talking to Jazz this morning and just hearing the way that I deliver my content is inspiring or admirable to anyone is just it's fucking amazing to hear it because I have to hear that like I and I have to remind myself of that because I get super hard on myself um but then I think about it and I'm like I love the person that I am I love how comfortable I am with myself I love um you know the way that I go about things because it definitely is personable and it definitely is um it's unique to me and I'm gonna have my you know my people and how how anyone does anything is admirable like even the people who like they're it's so aesthetically pleasing to set like with all the you know the fancy gear and the fan like just the even when it comes down to doing podcasts just having like flow or whether you script it or you have topics or you're just like the organization it's admirable I am aware and learning that someone who really, really, you know, struggles with ADHD and how that makes it different for me and how my life looks different from that. I'm not saying I'm incapable of being that way, but it's just not what my life looks like because that's not what my brain looks like. It's not impossible for me to be organized, but my definition of organization, what organization looks like to me is going to be completely different from somebody else. My definition of, you know, what productive looks like today is going to look different tomorrow. Like I am stepping into myself. I am definitely realizing how hard it is to live with ADHD, especially when I want to do things like create content and my podcast, which is why I say that I don't ever want to burn myself out. I never want to create a podcast when I'm not in the mood to, or feel like literally when I create podcasts, it's never scheduled. It's, I want to record right now. I'll literally come to my closet, hook my phone up and I start recording because I have like, it's like, that gut feeling and I feel like that it comes from God like anything that I sit down and I talk about is off the rip and it's just it's straight from me and then that moment and sometimes I don't even want to talk about stuff because I feel like I haven't fully healed or I haven't fully learned something to navigate enough to be able to talk and share it with you guys but like I'm also not here to like be a therapist and I'm not here to like be like an educator I'm just here to like tell my story and my thoughts to make people feel less alone but also because like sometimes I just need to let shit out and I'm learning that as well but living with ADHD when you want to do something like a podcast it can be really really rough and it can be very very hard to navigate and to work to have like that organization and um especially when like for me I also talked about this with Jazz this morning one of my biggest insecurities is just talking in general um I'll feel like I'm talking too fast I'll feel like I'm saying nonsense I'll feel like um no one can understand what I'm saying I feel like people think I'm talking too much like that's something I really struggle with. I'm really insecure because there's, I mean, I've heard comments. I could hear one comment and it's detrimental and it sticks with me, but I've heard multiple things multiple times where, you know, it definitely has affected me. Um, and it's something that I'm working on, but like, this is how I work on it with my podcast. Like I do the things that are scary to me because it definitely helps me, but also I know at the same time that I'm helping other people and that's amazing to me. Um, which is why I say like, I don't do what I do for numbers or for, you know, I want, 
I, I mean, I would love to have a million people listen to my podcast. I would absolutely love that. But if it's only meant for a handful of people, that's okay. Uh, I don't do it for any other reason than because I love it. It makes me feel better. And because I know that I'm able to help people, um, whether every episode does that or just one episode, like whatever it is, like when I pray to God, I pray just for a sound mind to be on the right path, clarity, and just, you know, like, I just want to do what I love. And that's what I do. Um, I expect no outcome of it. So that's just like where I'm at right now. And that was a lot. I'm sorry. Um, But it was just such a refreshing conversation to have this morning to realize those things about myself. Um, Another thing that I'm coming to realization with is like, I did that last episode talking about like relationships and like the talking stage. And then after listening to it, I was like, I want to record another one of these. Like definitely want to like dig more into it and then talk about it again. Because I'm one thing that I realized today um, that I preach to so many people. And I always tell people like, don't ever feel like you're not worthy of being loved in the stage that you're in in life because you are worthy of love at any stage. You don't have to have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of anything in order to be deserving of someone who loves you. Uh, And I feel like right now in my life, I feel like I have been so hard on myself about the fact that I don't think I'm deserving of love because I'm not where I want to be. You know, whether it's mentally, emotionally, financially, like, especially financially, like I'm not where I want to be. So I'm like, I don't deserve to have some. And I feel like it's it's definitely because of like what I want to know. I know what I want to be able to do for a person. But I'm so accustomed of being loved that way that it's like, Xana, you don't even want to be loved through money. So what makes you think that you have to have a certain amount of money in order to be in a relationship with someone and make them happy? First of all, I just said that out loud and I'm like, oh, like I needed to hear that again because that is, it's so wrong. It's, it's, it's not right. My, like the amount of money in my bank account has nothing to do with the way that I can love someone. If it has anything to do with the way that someone could, like, if someone looks at me and they think that I'm not worthy of being loved because of that, then that's not for me. But that's a scary feeling also, because when you feel that way about yourself and, um, you know, you don't feel like you can attract someone who can, like, you get scared and it's almost like, like, how can I put this into words? Like, I feel like I'm not worthy of being loved because I'm not financially in a good position, but this person, I just lost my train of thought, but you guys, you guys catch my drift, right? You know what I'm saying? So if you feel like that, like if you're in the same boat as me, please understand. There's someone out there that's going to love you regardless. Um, but the most important thing, um, you know, that's still valid with me is that, I, you know, I have to reassure myself. I definitely am, know that I could be in a relationship right now. I could. But I'm battling things like with myself, like that. Emotionally, mentally, I know that I've come such a long way. It's just the things that I'm still hard on myself about that I feel like, oh, I can't be in a relationship yet because I can't do this, that, and third for a person. But, like, you know what I'm saying? It's so hard to put into words sometimes because I feel like I'm still processing it. And I think that's when I'm hard on myself about talking about certain stuff because I'm like, I want to have it fully navigated and fully, like, figured out before I talk about it. But, like, that's just not, it's just not how the game goes. So that's, like, something I'm navigating right now that's definitely been, like, hard and I'm trying to combat those thoughts for sure um but just taking it day by day and being patient with myself and reassuring myself um I know that how I you know feel about myself in certain moments just kind of expands everywhere so right now I think that because 
I haven't really been in the gym. Haven't been having good workouts. I have gotten injured. I have a lower back injury. It's not a good time. I'm having a hard time even like bending over, touching my toes. So just doing a lot of stretching and stuff like that. But it's been really detrimental on me because I feel like I'm losing weight. Um, I am just wearing sweatpants and sweaters all the time because I really don't want to look at myself. And that just translates everywhere. So I feel like that's how I've kind of got to the place where I'm like, you don't deserve to be loved. Um, and that's just really not the case. Another reason, <laughs> I'm just going in right now. I feel like I talked about this the other day. And this is huge too. I'm the kind of person that through my life, I felt like one of the things that I was super insecure about is feeling like I was a quitter because I have started over countless amounts of times. Um, and that's something that used to make me super insecure because, you know, I graduated high school. I went to cosmetology school. When I was a senior in high school, I mean, all throughout high school, if you know me from high school, I played softball, I played sports and softball was my entire life. It consumed me. I, it's all I knew. Um, you know, I played travel, I played showcase, I played in high school and through high school, I, I realized looking back now how much I went through and how it affected me. Um, my parents got divorced my sophomore year of high school, and it was just all downhill from there, really, for me. Um, my grades plummeted. I was, like, not able to play softball my junior year and senior year in high school. Um, I was playing showcase, so I would travel and I'd play in, like, Vegas and California. Um, but it was literally my whole life. I'd get out of school. I'd go home for, like, 30 minutes, get in my dad's car. I used to play for um, a showcase team out of Massachusetts. So I'd get in the car for an hour, drive to softball practice, do my homework in the car, go to practice, whether it was 45 minutes batting or field practice, I was a center fielder. So like the way the showcase team was separated, you practice with your position. Um, and I would get back in the car, drive an hour home, go home, you know, shower, eat, get ready for bed, go to school, do it all over again. Summers was just softball, 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 tournaments, three games, Saturday, you know, elim till elimination on Sunday, waking up at five, getting games at six. Like it was just all I knew. I had no summers. I had nothing like softball was my life because I expected that I was going to go to college and I was going to play softball and I wanted to be an athletic trainer. It was my dream. I was an athlete. That's what I knew my whole life. Um, then I got to my senior year of high school and I felt like I didn't know myself. I felt like I fell out of love with softball. Um, my dad definitely, you know, he saw my potential. He knew I was good. And at this point in my life, I was definitely didn't give myself enough credit for how, like how good I was when it came to softball no matter how many times I was in the newspaper and how many times people would talk about me or other high schools recruiting me like no matter what I just I never saw myself that way because I always felt like you need to work harder and you know my dad always put in in my head you know he's just not satisfied with average and you could always work harder and he always used to tell me like there's you're not practicing right now like there's someone out there practicing and so even if it wasn't practice for school I was at the field with him and it was just it was all I knew to the point where like, I really started to hate it, um, especially being at that young age. And it was something that I just wasn't passionate about anymore. And I feel like that's where I learned the like, not to push yourself, you know, when you really love something, not to push yourself to do it when you really don't want to be doing it anymore, because that's how you make yourself fall out of love with it. Um, and I did. So my senior year of high school, I decided, um, I think that my, like my senior year after like my grades were bullshit, so I didn't get into any of the schools that I wanted. And then post-university wanted me to come play there, which is where my dad went to school. And I decided no, 
and I decided that I wanted to go to school for cosmetology. Um, I remember Paul Mitchell came into the career center at New Bern High, and I was like, this is it. I love to do hair. I love to do makeup. Like, this is me. I don't have to go to college. Like, I get to do a trade. Like, let's, let's get into it. Um, went to hair school, and I loved it because it allowed me to be creative. Um, but once I graduated, I realized I, I didn't really know it. Um, you know, I was, and it was crazy because I, I remember going to like my graduation in October and they, they give out like maybe like what, five awards. And I remember getting the award for best hair design. And like my, my parents looking at me and like my family, like, you know, like it's obviously it was a huge accomplishment out of all those kids um, and so many talented people. And I still was like, am I good at this? Like, and I knew because it showed in my work and it was definitely something I loved, but it was like, I wasn't passionate about this. I'm good at it, but I'm not passionate about this. I, I, it was a start though. Um, and then from there, I went into barbering, which I really loved because I felt like it, my main focus with barbering was, it definitely gave me less anxiety than doing women's hair. Um, I didn't like working with women. I didn't want to ever work in a salon. It wasn't really my environment. I felt like it was very drama filled and it just, it wasn't, it's just not me. I mean, if you know me, that's very obvious. Um, and went into barbering, I felt like, especially, you know, growing up with older brothers and, you know, having, you know, a bulk of my really close guy friends growing up just from like elementary school, you know, CJ, Ube, Darian, all of them, like, I felt more comfortable in that setting, but also it was important to me to make mental health, uh, you know, a known thing around this time when I was transitioning into barbering, also in just with men and being able to be behind the chair and deliver a haircut, but also being able to talk with people and, you know, be that kind of refresher for people that don't really have people to talk to or don't really talk about certain things. That's what kind of like how I saw barbering and how it was, you know, that's what was fun to me. But then I started to realize as I was in barbering, went to barbering school and just trying to learn how to cut hair, I had a lot of anxiety cutting men's hair, especially being a woman in that field. I give so much credit to anyone who's a woman doing men's hair. You're amazing. Um, but for me, I had this gut feeling like, is this for you? Like, this is, you're, you're anxious. You're super anxious. You go into haircut, you're sweating, like you're done. And it's like, you're, you're critiquing it. You, even if someone tells you it's good, like you're not, ha like, it just, it didn't feel right. And I realized none of this was me it was beneficial because I feel like you know as I especially moving in Texas I had so many jobs here and every job I used to feel like what the fuck is going on like why are like because I'm the type of person if it's not if I am not benefiting from this I'm not going to stay but I've done some wicked ass jobs okay and I've done some crazy ass shit and I put myself in positions that like I it makes me so uncomfortable but I've learned from it any position I've had, I've either learned, you know, something about business, uh, communication, just being able to put myself out there, talking to people, um, everything that I've ever been scared of, I've done through a job and learned something from it. So when it came to barbering, um, definitely being able to be behind a chair, talking to new people, marketing yourself, it was it was a really big lesson in hair, like being, having to talk to people. It really helped with my social anxiety, you know, getting someone in a chair, that rejection of doing something and they might not like it. Um, how people react it was all stuff that I needed um but it, it, I definitely felt like a huge quitter and I was super embarrassed when I went from I don't want to be a barber anymore like this is I don't want to do hair anymore um and not that I would never do it again because I'm the kind of person that's like all these things interest me 
And I sometimes miss doing women's hair and I'll do it for my friends and I'll do it for my family. I miss doing men's hair and people will still ask me to cut their hair and I'll still do it. Like, um, because I, it's all stuff that's like, I'm very hands-on and I, I was passionate about it one time in my life and it's things that, I, but it's like, I want to know those industries because one day I would love to own a barbershop. I would love to own a salon. I would love to own a gym. I would love to own a tattoo shop. I would love for it to all be, like, that's just how my brain works. So just having the knowledge and everything is really how, why I, like, I look at it like God was, you know, this is not, this was not happening to me. It was happening for me. I did all these things and, you know, to be skilled in them and to be educated in them so that one day, you know, that it's to my advantage. I have my barber license. I have my cosmetology license. Like, I, sorry, I don't have my barber license. I'm a liar. I just have my cosmetology license. Um, I stopped going to barbering school, long story, but I can be a barber, you know? Having my cosmetology license was just one thing. Having my personal training's license is like, I mean, my personal training certificate, like, that's a whole other thing. Like, and when I transferred into do, even just doing personal training now, like, it is my passion to help people. My podcast is my passion. Fitness is a passion because I have, I feel like an athlete again, which is, the most amazing feeling in the whole entire world because that's definitely what I was missing in my life um, and just finding something that I'm able to feel like an athlete again but being able to help people um, and also inspiring just the fact that like it changed my life I never thought that I would be able to gain weight or to look in the mirror and actually love myself so the fact that it's delivered all that is just such an amazing feeling um, I go to Davies Boxing here and I just wanted to like say this, put this out there because I remember I was going to LA Fitness for a while, got booted from there, and one day randomly just went to Davies with Shania. She was boxing there, and we we're just like, you know what? It's okay. We'll find a new gym. No big deal. But today we'll just go work out here. Now it's my gym, and it's a living, standing example of what I see for myself. This man created a gym that has a a store in it, a barber shop um he has I mean he has the gym set up it's like he has massage he has a fucking a massage room like a plunger room he has the fucking three different rings in there a showroom like it's I can't even explain and maybe one day we have to do like a video of like the whole place but like it's my mind in a place and it shows that it's so possible because that is my dream like and not just my dream but it's something I know I'm going to bring to fruition because it's what I've worked so hard for so I know that everything I've done in my life it's not that I'm a quitter because I'm not doing it anymore but it took me starting over countless amounts of times to find the thing that I was passionate about, but also to reflect on the things that I did and why I did them and if they're useful to me or if they're no longer useful to me. Um, because, it, you know, sometimes it takes all that to get to where you are, and which is why a lot of times I have to reassure myself that, you know, sometimes I think I put in all this hard work and I don't have anything to show for it because I'm not where I want to be. Um, but I do because it's just like, one, I'm only 24. And two, it's just the knowledge that I've gained and just the person that I've become is, is priceless um, compared to any amount of money, really. And I'm just incredibly grateful for that. So I don't feel like I'm a quitter anymore. I don't feel like I gave up on certain things. I feel like I'm very, I've been courageous and I've been strong in the sense that I am dedicated to finding what I, what makes me happy and doing what makes me happy in life because I won't spend a second of my life doing something that doesn't make me happy I've worked for jobs that don't make me happy I've worked behind a desk I've worked I've stood in Walmart and sold internet okay like I've done it all like I've literally done it all and I don't regret any of it um even in moments where I've literally felt embarrassed like I'm really doing this because you know it's either 
mind you, I, I was here by myself, so it's like, I'm doing anything to survive, like, anything to survive, anything to not have to go back home, anything to just genuinely just make it here, and I've done what I had to do, and in times it's been, it's felt embarrassing, but it's also, it's also been risky, but, like, it's everything that's allowed me to grow, and to be where I am right now, and it's absolutely priceless, so with that, I just want to say, if you're ever hard on yourself, and you feel like you are stuck, or you're not doing enough or you feel like you're a quitter because you want to start over like you are allowed to start over whenever however like you can this is your life this is your life and we're all just trying to figure it out and I feel like when you really get in tune with that it really you really come to the understanding that like there's no right or wrong way to do anything just be yourself be yourself don't care what people think have to say it doesn't fucking matter like genuinely um once I got that mindset, and not, I'm not perfect, like, there's definitely sometimes where I'm hard on myself, or I do worry about what people have to say, or think, or that and certain, like, and it's all a reflection of how I feel about myself in a certain moment, and where I'm giving my energy, because once I stop focusing on Savannah, and I start extorting my energy to other places, I create holes in my bubble for those detrimental thoughts to come in, for those demons to come in, for those, like, that negative energy to come in, the more I focus on me, and I don't, like, outsource for my energy, like, I can be more at peace, I can be more calm, I can be more positive with and loving with myself and reassuring myself of, you know, certain things and being capable of combating negative thoughts, so that's really where I am, and I, I just want to say to anyone who, you know, feels like they're not doing enough lately, or you're like, you're not worthy of love for any reason, it's not true, and it's, it's far from that, um, love yourself first in all ways, show yourself how you deserve to be loved, how you want to be loved, and you know, just be able to attract that energy, um, because it's out there, it's definitely possible, and someone's going to love you no matter what, regardless of, you know, what's in your bank account, regardless of, you know, what you look like, all of that, because um, that was a big thing for me too, image, like, especially working on my body, I have days where I look at myself, and I'm like, no one's going to want to be with me, like, I am so, I'm tiny, I'm this, I'm that, like, that's so horrible, like, it's not true, it's not true because someone who loves you, they don't care about what you look like. And I reassure myself with that because it's like, I know that. I know when I love someone, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what kind of money you have in your bank account. I don't care. I care how you make me feel. I care the kind of effort that you put in. I don't care what you can buy for me or, you know, like it, that doesn't matter to me. So it's like, I, I, I reassure myself of that by the kind of person that I am and knowing that I don't, I don't expect those things of other, of other people, um, and I don't love anyone less because of what they look like or what they have, I just, I love people for how they make me feel, so remind yourself of that, and reassure yourself of that, and, you know, just be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself on your journey, and just really remind yourself that, like, everyone is trying to figure it out, because that's what I've been doing lately, um, but this felt really good, really refreshing to just get this all off my chest, because, I've been in a whirlwind of emotions, um, but I just want to say again, thank you guys so much for constantly listening to me, tuning in, um, and just anyone who ever reaches out with positive words when it comes to me and what I'm doing, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, I sometimes, like, sit here, and, and I do, like, I'll record, and then I'll stop recording, and I'll honestly, like, I'll do it without even listening, because I can be super self-conscious, um, but then just getting, like, the messages and the comments of, what people say, um, it truly means the world to me, and I can never, ever in a million years, like, explain. Um, with that being said, also, you know, I was talking about Miss Jazz, um, and we're definitely working on getting her onto the podcast, because 
I can't wait to have someone on here with me, you know, frequently to be able to like talk about certain things, have different perspectives, you know, and just be able to create longer episodes as well. Because sometimes I feel like I talk and then once I'm done talking or have lost my train of thought, I'm like, okay, cool, episode done. And it's cool. Like, I like that because I feel like, especially for people with like short attention spans like me, it's cool to like just get off episodes. Um, And I feel like the more consistent they are, you know, I could do a lot more shorter episodes. Um, But I just really can't wait to have people on. So it's, you know, more lengthy, more, you know, point of view, different topics and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, if you guys have any people that you would like to be on, please DM me. If you would like to be on, please DM me. Um, I, I would love to talk to anyone about anything truly. And I'm really, really excited for that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you on my next episode. What? What? My next episode. Love you guys. Bye.